Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. A day that was designed for us to rejoice, to magnify his name, to let him know how much we are thankful for the things he has done in our lives and the things that he's yet to do. We give him praise every day, every morning, God loadeth us up with benefits. It's because of his mercies we have not been consumed. I thank God today for his master plan of redemption. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a day, once it's gone, We'll never see it again. And tomorrow is not promised. So today, we're going to live as if today would be our last day. Because tomorrow is not promised. It is because of his grace and his mercies that we are able to see a new day. And we thank God for that. I'm going to be opening up reading Psalms 96. And it says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord O ye kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established, that it shall not be moved. He shall not judge the people. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. 
Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Oh, we thank God for that psalm. Psalms 9 and 6 is an awesome psalm. It's, it's telling us to sing unto the Lord a new song. I mean, we can sing in the spirit and we can sing with the understanding. But when we sing in the spirit, we can literally sing a new song unto the Lord. And we can bless his name as we sing that new song. And then we, and we, and we are singing and praising God because, because of the fact that he showed forth his salvation from day to day to us. And so because of that, we want to declare his glory among the unsaved, our unsaved family members, among the heathens, those that do not know the Lord. We want to declare, you know, his glory among them. And we just thank God for this Psalms. It's an awesome Psalms. And, and, and we thank God because it says the Lord is great and he's greatly to be praised. It is a good thing to give thanks unto our God. Father God, I just ask for forgiveness for anything I might have said that would have hindered this prayer. Lord, I thank God that the, the veil has been rented from top to bottom, that we now have access to your very throne room, that we can uh, 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 walk in, uh, go into, enter into, to obtain help in the time of trouble. God, we thank you for this honor that we can come and pray and intercede for those that are lost, those, oh God, that are disillusioned, those that are sick, those, oh God, that are weary. We thank God that we can come in and intercede on their behalf. God, I thank you because this is the day that you have made. And I thank you for this privilege and this honor that I can lift up your people everywhere. Lord, I'm lifting up leaders of nations today. Lord, I'm asking, oh God, leaders of every nation, God, we're asking that you touch. Lord, we realize that the king's hearts, is, they're in your hand. And Lord, we know that prayer can change the hearts of kings and leaders. God, we are praying for our president today. Lord, we're praying for our leaders, oh God, our mayors and governors, oh God, the Congress, the Senate. God, we are asking, oh God, that your will be done. God, we are praying today for leaders of churches. We are praying for pastors that are compromising your word. We are praying for those pastors that are losing heart and falling by the wayside. God, we are praying that you would put a, a pep in that step and God, lift up their spirits, oh God. Let them not grow weary and well-doing. God, we are lifting up our local assembly, Lord, Restoration Christian Fellowship Church. We are praying for our assistant pastor. We are praying for the, the ministerial staff, the deacon boards, all of the members of the church, the daycare, Lord, all auxiliaries, oh God, we are lifting up in the name of Jesus. God, we are asking that you would touch our assistant pastor, his family, 
uh, his children, oh God. And, and we just ask, oh God, that you would strengthen him in his inner man, oh God, and as well as every member. God, we're lifting up Sister Stewart that lost her mother, Mother Gilbert. But we know now she's in the bleachers looking down on us. And Lord, we're asking that you would comfort the family, Lord. Be with them, oh God, during this time. And not only her, but all those that have lost loved ones. Foolish killings, oh God, that have taken place, God. We are lifting up the, the parents and the loved ones. Oh God, even those that have lost their lives in the earthquake. Lord, we thank you because you are faithful that promise. And Lord, we ask, oh God, we are asking that we lift up those that are weary, those that are dealing with depression. We are binding the spirit of depression. We are taking authority over the spirit of suicide. We are coming against the spirit of abortion. And Lord, we are lifting up the homeless. We are lifting up the alcoholic, the drug addicted, Lord. We know that you are able to save and to deliver. And Lord, we are asking, oh God, that you would change hearts and minds and desires. Lord, we ask, oh God, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, I pray. Lord, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name we pray. God, we are praying and praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Oh God, we are praying for the elderly, Lord. We are praying, O oh God, for those that are battling all manner of diseases. We thank you because you are our healer. Oh God, you are our healer. You are our deliverer. Oh God, you are the one that make whole. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, make known your wonders everywhere. Oh, God, make known your wonders. And, Lord, we just magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We've been teaching from the lesson on prayer. And we've been discussing various uh, stories in the Bible uh, where people have prayed. And prayer made the difference. And to, 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 today, I'm going to be going into Exodus chapter 17. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation Bible. And it says that uh, while the people of Israel were still in Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua... Choose some men to go out and fight the army of the Amalek for us tomorrow. I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Ur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long, as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. 
But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arm soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Ur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. So what we are seeing here, we don't see uh, prayer per se, but yet, we can say that when Aaron and her or Ur were holding up Moses' hand, I am sure they were in a prayerful state. And this scripture, you know, lets us know the importance of holding up our leaders. You know, a lot of times people think that leadership is easy, but being a leader is not easy. I mean, it can be easy through Christ and through the Holy Spirit. But, you know, you are one person that have to deal with so many personalities. And people have their own mindsets and their own ideas. And you have to, you know, you have to deal with more than just yourself. And so it's so important. I would like to encourage the believers tonight, you know, hold up your pastors. You know, hold them up. And see, as long as Aaron and, and her, her was uh, holding up Moses' arm, he was gaining the victory. But once they let his arms down, they lost the victory. So it's, it's so important that, you know, as, as lay people and as members of a local assembly, that we hold up our leaders in prayer. Offering a prayer is refreshing for a spiritual leader. Even words of encouragement, you know, you know, uh, it doesn't hurt to let a pastor know I enjoyed the word today. It was a blessing for me today, you know, because they labor hard in the word to, 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 to get that word, you know, to rightly divide that word so that when they are speaking and teaching that they're giving you truth. And it's okay to say, oh, pastor, I enjoyed the word today. You know, but the greatest thing that you can do is to uphold your leaders. Uphold your leaders. Uphold them in prayer. Uphold them in encouragement. You know, uphold them in just being kind and and just being faithful, you know. It's just so many ways that you can be a blessing to your leaders, you know, not only holding up their arms or their hands, but definitely holding them up in, in, in prayer and in intercession. So we see here that it's, it's just a great thing to hold up your leaders. We thank God, too, for prayer, because the prayer that the Bible tells us, you know, men ought to always pray 
and to faint not. And as we taught uh, a few weeks ago, I think it might have been the first lesson, how the woman that went before the judge, she she was trying to, she want, her, her adversaries needed to be avenged. And she went before that unjust judge. And she had to go before him multiple times, you know. And sometimes we have to keep asking. We have to keep knocking. We have to keep seeking. But she continued until she wearied that judge. And she wearied him so until he gave in. He says, look, let me just give her what she wants and what she needs. And we thank God, you know for the fact that we can be tenacious in prayer. The Bible says that the fervent, effective uh, prayer of the righteous availeth much because we are praying with fervency. We are praying, you know, and asking God to move mountains. Matthew, Mark, I mean, not Matthew, but Mark, Mark 11, 22 through 25, it says, have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Now, these statements were made by Jesus to his disciples when many were questioning his spiritual authority. This is commonly referred to as mountain-moving faith. This image has been used by Christians throughout the years to keep believing and praying in the face of what seemed to be insurmountable obstacles. It points out the extreme necessity of faith and believing that something will happen as a result of our prayers. The second statement about forgiving others as an avenue to prayer echoes the statement in the Lord's Prayer about forgiving others as we have been forgiven. This self-examination process is extremely necessary in prayer to prevent the first statement about mountain-moving prayer to be used for our own ill-thought-out purposes. So we just thank God we, we want to have that mountain moving prayer. And in order to have that mountain moving prayer, if you have order against anyone, if you know anyone that you have a problem with, you need to forgive them. If they've hurt you, you need to forgive them. Release them unto the Holy Spirit. Release them to God. And then 
Now you have that mountain moving faith that when you pray, that mountains will move. All you have to do also is to speak to the mountain. Not only do we have a mountain moving faith in prayer, but once you have forgiven the people that have hurt you, you can just speak to the mountain and command it to move. Oh, God is good. And prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. As we were teaching earlier, as long as Aaron and as long as Ur, her, or Ur was holding up Moses' arms, they were fighting and winning the war against the Amalekites. Oh my God. Just think how many wars we can win with different ones holding up our hands as leaders. As leaders. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Verses 6 and 8 talks about private payer in your prayer closet. Private payer in your prayer closet. It says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling the, uh, like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, in this statement, Jesus is contrasting true prayer with prayer that is done for show in public as was often done in his day by religious leaders who wanted to call attention to them or to their own piety. This is where the term prayer closet comes from. Jesus also mentions that prayers don't have to long, have to be long or eloquent. What a wonderful feeling or uh, uh, what, what a wonderful freeing thought to realize that we don't need to be in a special place, say special words or speak in speak to anyone for God in the privacy of our own relationship to him. So we just thank God that, you know, when we pray in our prayer closet, then the Lord turns around and he blesses us openly for what we have done in private. And so we just thank God you know, for the fact that we can pray in secret and then he will reward us openly. Thank God that we can all pray in secret and he then will reward us openly. God is good. God is great. And he's greatly to be praised. 
So if you want to have that mountain-moving prayer or that mountain-moving faith, make sure that you forgive anyone who has hurt you. And once you've forgiven them, God will forgive you. And now you have the power to not only to have the praying a mountain faith for moving mountains, but you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. We just thank God for the lesson on this evening or this morning. And at this time, we're going to give you the opportunity to trust and to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. We thank God today that if you would just pray this prayer with me, Father God, I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he died, he was buried, and was resurrected on the third day. He now sits on your right side, looking down on me. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my Master, my Savior, and my friend. If you prayed this prayer, the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you, and I am rejoicing with you. Let someone know. Let your friends know. Let your parents know. Let your loved ones know that you've accepted Jesus, and you are now on your Christian journey. The greatest decision, the best decision you could have made this day is to be a follower of Jesus. Now find a Bible-believing church that's teaching truth. If you're in the Sicklerville area, we welcome you to come to Restoration Christian Fellowship Church, 403 Andrews Road, Sicklerville, New Jersey, 08081. And if you are that backslider, I'm encouraging you today that you would just ask the Lord to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Repent. Repent for all the things you've done and the sins that you've committed. Repent of those sins. The Bible says that if we and when we've sinned, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins when we confess that sin and then to turn around and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you are that backslider, just repent. Ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of your salvation and come home. Father God, Abba God is waiting for you. The saints of God are waiting for you. You haven't gone so far out that God will not forgive you. You haven't done so many things that you think in your, the devil tells you that the Lord cannot forgive you, but God is a God of a first, second, third, and fourth chance. And we thank God that 
We can call on the name of the Lord Jesus and we shall be saved. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.